Welcome to the Legion of Impact, where our goal is to bring you tactical ideas, insights, and meaningful conversations to help you build a life that you're proud of and positively impact the world. Now for your host, Anthony Hamilton. What's going on, my friends? Welcome to the Legion of Impact. My name is Anthony, and I am the host of this podcast. Guys, this is episode eight of the Legion of Impact, and I'm uh, super excited because I think I mentioned it last episode, but um, we have listeners in, uh, let's see, United States, obviously, Germany, South Africa, Canada, Eswatini, which is in South Africa, and Bermuda, which which is pretty fucking cool in my opinion. Um, As promised uh, on the last episode, I do have a guest in the studio today. Um, and it is my brother Avery. You guys have met and heard him before, um, so really nothing new to you. But um, what's up, dude? Dude, I don't even know if I can say Eswatini. I just said <laughs> it, but well, I, I looked I, it up, and it's a country in in South Africa. So I don't know why it um, never even heard of it. It's, it's a country in South Africa, I guess, or a, a province or something like that. I don't. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, Eswatini, let me look that up. Um, I wonder if that's Naglinda, who's who's listening to it. Oh, is, maybe, is that, yeah. is that how you say his name? Yeah. Naglinda? Well, Nalinda. I don't, I don't know. Nalinda? That, that's always um, what I've called it. Officially him, a kingdom of Eswatini, formerly and still commonly known as the English as uh, Sw- Swaziland. It's a landlocked country in South Africa. Yeah, so what's what's weird about Nalinda is um, he was born in South Africa or, Af- I don't know, somewhere in Africa. And he is actually from Ireland. Yeah. Um, and I met him when he was living in Ireland in Vegas and he was with Martin. Um, oh, it's down by, uh, it's uh, near Zimbabwe. Yeah, him and Martin are crushing it together. They, yeah. um, it's weird because they, uh, where did they go with that? They just decided to, uh, um, I don't know. They just decided to move somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I, I forget know. where it was. I don't know, but they, um, we we met in Vegas and hit it off. I re- yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, in Vegas. Um, you know, Martin was actually on X Factor. Yeah, I, I thought it was like uh, Ireland's Got Talent or something no, like that. No, it's X Factor, and uh, it's funny as hell. Yeah, he was rapping. Yeah, he. I uh, if 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 you guys haven't seen this video, look up on YouTube Martin Eastwood, uh, X Factor, and it'll come up. He was like eighteen at the time. He's funny as fuck. He was that. I thought he was yo- a little bit younger than I that. I don't know. He might have been a little younger, but he he's funny as hell. And, uh, and he did it completely as a joke too, like he like people think you know maybe he was trying to be serious or whatever. Like no, he's just a fucking funny guy. Um, but uh, he got a lot of attention for that. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. Um, and but then he was also on um, what was the show? Uh, it was like Blind Date or something like yeah. that, where yeah, he yeah. started like he just went on dates with. Random, yeah, and what's, random girls. What's funny is like, it's funny is like the dude has fucking swag, 
He he can go in. You need to you need to talk into the mic. He can go in uh, and chat it up with a girl, no problem whatsoever, and make her fall in love. Like I don't know why he's not married yet. Uh, maybe it's intentional, but that dude's got some swag. He uh, he makes well, shit happen. I mean, it probably is intentional because he's out working his business, and and you and I both know that. Like you know, once you get a family and everything, and not that it gets in the way in like a bad thing, a, a bad way, but it's much harder because now you have to uh, deviate or you have to uh, split your time up. Yeah, and you have to plan your time a lot better and and kind of uh, you know be more calculated with things. Um, but it, it can add more pressure for sure, positive pressure, but it'll also consume more time. Whereas like if you watch those guys on Instagram and stuff, it'll be like two in the morning and they're out on, you know, out at some restaurant or something just working. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's why I, I always say that the military is like a single person's game. That's like the greatest job for a single person because you can deploy, travel the country. You can go like be overseas in Hawaii, like you were, and have no regard for, you know, your family back home. Like, of course, you're gonna miss your parents and your siblings or whatever. But it's not like you have a wife or a baby to come back to um, that you're gonna miss. You know, so I always, I always say that like about the military. It's just so much easier if you're single in the military. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh I mean we we see that in real estate too. It's a lot easier in real estate like you see a lot of people uh single agents in real estate, single as in their relationship status. Well, yeah, cuz half so. these motherfuckers work 24/7 and have zero like they 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 don't know how to separate business and life. I mean I mean you can look at you can look at Susan, right? Susan is single. Susan, she's she basically all of her time is working. Mm-hmm. It's all she's doing. And granted, she crushes it. But yeah, um, but she's out on the boat a lot. She like yeah, she, yeah. She she's doing some renovation projects. Yeah. She enjoys doing. She she does better at creating a personal life. But there's other people who who don't do that at all. Right? They don't. They don't. Um, incorporate any family time or anything like that and it's just which you know to each his own that's some people wish they can do that some you know others right. don't want anything to do with that Um, but you know what what I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was what what are we going to do with the world that we're living in right now how like how do we navigate what the fuck's going on here? Cause I don't know if anybody knows how to navigate what is going on. I don't even know if anyone knows how to think about what's going on right now. Well, I mean, that's a good point because no one really at this point, no one really knows how to think. No one even wants to think because there's so much that's fucked up that it's overwhelming. Well, it's no, it's not only that it's, it, did you see the interview of that uh, teacher in Cali? Yeah. That there's two. There was two teachers. Yeah. That um, got was, busted. One was the Pride flag, and one was Antifa. Yeah. 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 And but those are the type of people that they're letting in our school systems right yeah. now, and yeah. those are the policies that they're or the the 
the standards that they're letting well kids learn. Yeah, so I was talking to someone the other day and we're we're talking about that. We we're discussing those videos and he said, you know, fortunately that stuff is not is not being brought into my daughter's schools. And, not yet. And right, and and that's that's exactly what I said is not yet, but also you know, do you know that for a fact? Are you in the PTO meetings all the time? Are you in the classroom with your are you having real conversations with your daughters and asking them like, "Hey, what are your thoughts on this? Does this stuff ever get brought up?" so like so on and so forth. And the answer for most parents is no. They yeah. don't they don't get that involved in their kids' schooling because quite frankly, it's the teacher's jobs and the school's job to to educate the kids. And so they trust that the the teachers in the school system is going to do that. And that's the problem is parents aren't and well they're they're relying on the teachers to raise their kids for them. Y- yes and no, because there's a point to be made that that it's realistic to think that the school system is going to educate your kid. Like that's what they're there to do and that's what they're being paid for. And it's realistic to think that a family, you know, mom and dad at home teach values and morals and, um, you know, work ethic and things like that. And the teachers are there to teach you science, math, English, whatever. I think that's a realistic assumption, but the fact of the matter is that now we have these people infiltrating the school system and I don't think that parents are catching up with it. I don't think parents realize fast enough that it's actually happening. Um, you know, you like, like with these, how, how many, how many of those parents for that teacher in Sacramento for the Antifa, how many of those parents knew? I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet probably none. Exactly. That's, and that, that's exactly my point. Like, you know, it's the, it's the, uh, generic, Oh, how was your day? You know, not, Hey, what'd you learn today? You know, what did your teacher talk about? You know, is there any, do you have any questions about, you know, something that anyone said or, you know, like real conversations that need to be had with these kids. I don't think parents are doing until they realize like project Veritas went and they, you know, they had the whistleblower and, uh, that's how this stuff came out, but it was too little too late because all of the kids were going very far left on the spectrum. Well, I think, well, and they were getting, uh, uh, benefits for going further extra credit, The, the, the further they went, the more extra credit they got. But what, what I think needs to be done too in, um, is like, if, like I, I see so many teachers now on social media who are friends with their students yeah. on social media. Right. And they're posting all of their political views. Right. All their beliefs and everything like that. As a student, if you're looking up to these teachers, which you do, most of them, um, because they're in authority figure for the most part, and and that's what they're portraying on their social media, like you're going to start believing that shit too. Right. And it's, it's indoctrination. Like, I, I think that if you're an, if you're a teacher, you either don't accept any of your students on social media or you don't post any political, anything on you, social media. Or you treat it as a business page and you have a business page as a teacher. 
like, well, like, right. like many business professionals do. And their personal page has their beliefs and all that crap on it. And their business page has only business. But at the end of the day, I, I personally don't believe that teachers should have their their students on social media until they graduate. Right. Until they graduate high school. And because once again, like it, you can look at it the other way around too. your students come to disrespect you because they see that you're out on a weekday drinking with your buddies. Well, and but I mean, that's that's part of it, though, is because we have I mean, th- there's a lot of people that we know who like I think it, it starts with the parents because when you know, your kids are calling you by your first name mm-hmm. instead of mom and dad. Right. Oops. Instead of mom and dad, like that is setting the stage for like the most authoritor- authoritarian figure in their life, which should be probably their parents. Right. Um, is letting you call them by their first name. Discrediting them. Like, yeah, you're not, you're, you know, and they're going out and they're calling their teachers by their first name instead of. Right. Mrs. Smith or, right. you know, Mr. Henderson or whatever. Yeah. Like it's instead it's, it's Jill and Bob like in yeah. there, there's no, there's no, um, authority at all with that. A, a kid is supposed to go in and not necessarily sit down and shut up. Cause that's, I don't, I don't agree with that, but they're supposed to be able to, um, go in and, and know who is the authority figure. And also, like when when they're calling you by your first name, they know that they can get away with literally anything. Well, it's disrespectful. I don't Well, right. I it's, think it's disrespectful and I I think that you need to have respect for authority. And you know, I I certainly think that school is also one of those places where you you kind of get it beat out of you that you can't ask questions or you can't challenge a belief system. And I think that's where it starts. Right. Like, I, I think I think that lack of challenging because of that, like, that's a very weird line that we have with authority is. Can you challenge them and are you going to get in trouble if you challenge them? And um, the answer should be no. You should be allowed to tactfully challenge authority. Well, and and that's the key word, though, is tactfully. But they don't teach how to communicate exactly in, and, in schools and, and parents aren't really teaching that either because because right. what do what do parents do as soon as kids get home especially the younger they are they basically just throw an ipad in their hand yeah because they're cooking dinner they want the kids out of their hair to be quiet or, or whatever you know well, they don't they don't teach them how to communicate and how to properly ask how to properly challenge how to properly right. you know do anything i mean look at look at the parents nowadays though like like look look at look at covid Right. Look at COVID and look at, uh, you know, these lockdowns and these businesses shutting down and all this bullshit that's been going on for the last year and a half. There's been very, very few people to challenge the the narrative. There's been very few people to challenge the narrative, to challenge the mask mandate, to challenge the vaccine. Not even not not the fact that, you know, they're opposed to the vaccine or believe in the vaccine or anything like like okay is this credible is this mrna vaccine credible right is the information about covid credible can i trust this source and people 
nowadays uh, think that if they ask those questions, legitimate questions, that they're going to get backlash. And the truth is, they will get backlash. They, they will. But it's it's also because those from from the beginning of their life, they've been taught not to, uh, or that if they're not the expert in that field, right, that they just listen to whoever is, yep. or whoever says they are, right, and. That's what I told. Um, I won't. I won't say his name. You can probably guess who I'm talking about. But I said I'm not. I'm not okay with just taking their word for it. Yeah. Like, like, without me doing my own research, I'm not cool with just going and and saying that you know. Oh no, my my blood clots aren't from the vaccine. And nobody or, nobody should be okay with that. But the thing is that they are, and they they're they're saying. I'm not the one who studied this for well, so-and-so is a scientist and they told me to get it. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, but the scientists are funded directly by the FDA or not the FDA, the federal government. Yeah. And like if the federal well, government has an agenda, wh- I mean, what is the science that they're producing or the results that they're, they're providing from the science? Right. It's going to be whatever the agenda is. So funny thing I learned the other day. So, the commissioner of the FDA, the old commissioner of the FDA, is now uh, an executive at Pfizer. Oh yeah, Pfizer yeah, yeah. just got yeah. FDA yeah. approval. Yeah. So, like in in my mind, I don't I don't think if if you're if you're in a part of government, whether it's a an organization like the FDA or um, you know CDC or anything government like funded, right? Like, I don't think that you should have a place in a company, a position in a company that contributes directly to their their wallet, right? Like that's that's essentially insider trading, right? Same thing. But going back to the original point, like, no, you're right. I mean, people people are afraid to challenge the experts because they think they're experts. And I I I personally think you're doing your kids a disservice you're doing your family a disservice if you don't at you're least, doing yourself a disservice but people people are willing to <clears throat> disappoint themselves before they're willing to disappoint other people so i always bring up their kids and the family first because normally that is the driving force but i feel like they're doing a disservice to those people by not looking into it by not challenging the narrative and and one thing I've always said is you look at the top 1% of all people financially or, you know, successful in business or successful in whatever field it is, a sport or whatever, they're doing the things that nobody else does. And the reason nobody else does it is because it's hard or because they're not taught to. Um, and I believe that it's the same thing with this. Right, like the minority is usually are usually the ones that make out the best. The minority, in a business sense, are the ones that make the most money. They they do the things that the other people won't do, and they make the most money. They have the most success, and they they just so happen to be the ones that challenge the narrative. And 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 I, w- I want to be clear: this isn't just like like you know fucking gorilla talk where. You know, oh, me conservative, I'm not going to take the vaccine because I'm against Biden. No. In fact, what's funny is I went camping one time and uh, someone we were camping with, 
said, uh, if the vaccine has anything to do with Trump, this was obviously last year before the vaccine came out, said, if the vaccine has anything to do with Trump, then I'm not getting it. And guess who was one of the first motherfuckers to get the vaccine? Yeah. So, yeah. It, but that's, but see, that, that, that's where the problem lies is like, no, nobody's willing to stand up for anything that they actually believe in. Right. They're not willing to stand in the face of, of any threat or any, um, any adversity coming at it. I mean, you, you see it all the time where, I mean, especially now we're looking at it where now people are getting fired or, or, uh, actually they're calling it voluntarily, uh, resigning, um, so that they don't get benefits or anything. And, and they're caving in because, you know, somebody that is very close to us is going to be getting it because she's been at work at that company for over 20 years. Right. She's, she's vested into it. Yep. Like, so she's going to be getting it even though literally she's crying because she doesn't want to fucking get it. Yep. But then guess what the other issue is, is they don't have the money for her to be able to leave that job. Right. And they don't have the retirement for her to be able to leave that job. So like that is, I, I, I think we, I mean, we just recently saw a Marine Lieutenant Colonel Give up um, everything. He forfeited $2 million in retirement or over that or something that he said. Um, he gave up all of his VA benefits, his GI Bill, all that kind of shit for something that he believed in. Yep. The only one that got fired over the Afghanistan whole fucking shit show was somebody who was asking for accountability right. of his senior leaders. Challenging granted, authority. Granted, he could have done it maybe a little bit better, and he admits that. But that doesn't mean he's wrong in doing that. No, that doesn't mean he's and he, wrong. And he was in, tactful. In, he he wasn't yeah. disrespectful. The he the was issue was that it was public. It. Of course, that's it. The, and, the military, and his senior leaders were embarrassed. The military and the and the government as a whole do, do not like when people have a massive following, because more people are going to speak out at that point, right? And there already are. Look at those ninety retired generals. Yeah. And admirals. No, it's up to like 120 now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, how many people are stemming off of this one person? This one person having the fucking balls to stand up for what he believes in, and more people are willing to do it now. Well, so yeah, I mean, well, I, kind of a well. I, I'll let you finish that thought real quick. Well, no, I was just gonna say like. You know, so the people that don't believe in masks or don't believe in the vaccine mandate, the vaccine mandate, what do we do? Because a lot of us believe in science. You know, we get grouped with the non-science people, but a lot of us believe in science. We believe that vaccines can help people. And in fact, there's a lot of people that are vaccinated that just don't believe that it should be mandated, especially at the workplace. So how do we protect ourselves or inoculate ourselves against those mandates, against people taking our freedoms away, our freedoms of choice, right? Like, like I, in my mind, it, you know, what you, what you were saying about, you know, the person we know is, you know, they didn't have the resources, they didn't have the money, they didn't, you know, they, they're well vested into their company. So what does someone like that do or... How do we prevent ourselves 
from being in that situation? Well, n- number one, you, I mean, for one, you have to have the mental fortitude, uh, and I mean, and the testicular fortitude to actually uh, stand up for something. And number two is you got to set yourself up uh, financially. Um, you need to set yourself up, uh, you know, with a lot of different things to to actually um, be able to uh, forego those benefits should should you have to. So in in like the cases we're we're seeing now is they're being uh, forcibly resigned or right. voluntarily resigned. So they're not getting any unemployment. They're not getting any benefits. Right. Most they know that most people can't do that if you know if they don't have a lot of money saved right. or if which you know, is the reality or, of America. Yeah. Right now. Or if they're in college or if they're pregnant or if yeah. you know or if they are twenty years vested into the company in retirement and. That's the only time or the only place that they have their money. Right. Like, so you, you should diversify. You should own real estate. So, you should yeah. own, you know, other stocks or bonds or, you know, fucking whatever so that you're, you're not just in one spot. Cause we all know if, if all your assets are in one building and that, that building burns down, you're fucked. You're fucked. So you lost everything. Yeah. So let's break it down more. So number one, my opinion, <clears throat> you have to be a master networker, right? So I'm, I'm about to put out on Facebook because we're looking at, uh, Rochester regional, um, laying off a bunch of people. Like, in fact, nurses and stuff are walking out because they don't agree with the mandates. Right? So if you are a master networker and you know, a lot of people like you can reach out to your sphere Find someone that agrees with you. Find someone that owns a business. Right now, I could probably give you five or six businesses hiring that are not going to be ma- mandating <clears throat> vaccines. Well, I mean... That but, will hire. Right. But but now with technology, there's a website called gab.com right. where they have resources like that. So, I mean, not only networking, but it's also learning how to be resourceful. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, that that is part of being resourceful is is like you you a lot of people outsource what they don't know how to do and or what they don't want to do right like look at the people that hire a lawn crew like a like you know landscapers and stuff yeah right they don't want to mow their lawn or they don't want to you know like maintain their their bushes and shit so they hire a landscaping crew and that is it's the same type of deal but you can only do that if you know people, if you're friends with people, um, if you have good relationships. Like you have to build on those relationships because at the end of the day, you do things for people and they like you and they, you know, understand what you're about. And maybe they don't have the same, you know, political, um, you know, values as you or, or what beliefs as you, but they know you're a good dude and they know you're a hard worker, so they'll hire you. They'll help you out, you know? And that's, that's I, I, I think that's undervalued in today's society, in, in a society where, like, Instagram and Facebook are so prevalent, and it's so easy just to reach out to some random stranger and say, what's up, but it's an empty conversation. Right. You have no real conversation, no value add to anybody. And like I've I've been making it a point over the last year or so since you know we've had Charlie to 
have legitimate conversations, not any of this empty bullshit. With, I don't with local people or with local people and and people around around the country, around the world because like as long as it's there's a value add there, then I'm cool with it, but right. I'm not I'm not about the empty conversations anymore cuz it doesn't do anything for anyone realistically. And um and and so like with that you you can't rely on on karma to take effect if you have cuz you know opportunities aren't going to come overnight you have to work for those opportunities and you have to you have to actually like do some shit to to execute on those opportunities and sometimes it takes time and so with that said you can't do any of that if you have 100 grand in debt you can't do that if you have 50 grand or 40 grand in debt you know so another thing i would say is just to lower your debt as much as possible down to zero if you can because that's going to allow you the freedom of finance to, you know, take your time and really utilize your resources to the to your best, you know, the best you can and allow time to take its course. Well, and I mean, the yeah, because having no debt buys you time. Exactly. Right. I mean, because you can, you know, even, even if you don't have the most amount of, of liquid cash in your bank account, which... You know, I'd, I'd, I'd argue you, you should, you should utilize that first, but you have, then, then you could use, you know, if you needed to, you could, you could dip into your credit or whatever and, and buy you time. I don't recommend that, but you could to yeah, buy you well, time to get you out of, or at least to be able to get health insurance or to be able yeah. to do whatever that is going to help you out. But if you don't have debt, then, then realistically you don't have to worry about anything and I mean, therefore you should be able to save money. Yeah. Cause you're not spending it on shit. Maybe besides your current bills, like your, your mortgage or whatever. Yeah. And, but if you're living below your means and you're, you're being responsible, then you should be able to afford that and you should be able to budget out, you know, three to six months of expenses. Yeah. You know, whatever. And it's going to give you time to find those people that are going to help you into a better situation um, you know, someone you can provide value to and they can help you out as well. Right. The, the, I think the next one though, which is what I really like, but, but people, I think people think about it only one way. You know, when, when you talk about creating multiple streams of income, they think about, um, you know, they think about a stock portfolio. They think about a real right. estate portfolio then they think about like their their W two income or yeah, whatever, right. and there's three streams of in, income. I think that like, you know, like like Amber's doing is is she has her pharmacy, right income, but then she's also starting to make a little bit of money on Instagram, right? Like she's building a personal brand that can then also build out. I mean, a personal brand could have, I mean, you could build out ten. Yeah, ten right. streams of income from that single Instagram page, yeah, or whatever, and and then not only that, but you get a bunch of free shit for your house, right? Or you you know whatever, like you get car parts or you know whatever your brand is, you get all sorts of sponsorship deals. You can monetize yeah. fucking anything and YouTube and podcasting. And, yeah, it just like all of this stuff is still so new. Like you just have to work hard enough to to understand the changes in the industry. Like how many times in the last year has Instagram changed its algorithm? Yeah. Or Facebook, you know, like YouTube has changes and stuff, but like a lot of this is 
still so new. And a lot of the people that are crushing it in these spaces like YouTube or Instagram or podcasting are out of some giant, giant areas. Denver, Colorado, Charlotte, North Carolina, Miami, Florida, like giant areas. So that leaves all these little suburban areas, you know, like Rochester, New York or Canandaigua, New York or um, you know, like East Bumpfuck, Iowa. Like it, it leaves it wide open. You can go and do anything with your local market and get paid. And um, no one's, no one else is doing it. We we right. see it here in Rochester that and no realistically, one's fucking doing shit. Realistically, like the way to do that, get your first stream of income going good, and let that fund your second stream. Like maybe it's a hobby or something, and like maybe you, maybe you're a woodworker, right? And you like to stain wood, and you like to make, you know bed sets, um, and you know, things like that. Uh, you know, use your job at the manufacturing company to fund your hobby of woodworking and then go and sell that shit. Like we actually know, we actually know a couple people here in Canada that do that. They have a full-time gig that they pay for that pays for their, their, um, material they build a bed frame or they build, uh, you know, they stay in a table or something and then they sell it for 400 bucks. You know what I mean? Like you do that enough and you're making some pretty damn good money. I think, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the smart way of doing it for sure. It, it's um, not the only way, but yeah, I mean, I was going to say, because like, I'm very much the type where, I mean, I know like I, I remember our old co- colleague Tyler there, uh, you know, he said that. He he can't learn from other people's failures. He has to fail himself. Yeah. Which I think is stupid, but like I'm I'm still very much the type to like you just got to jump into it where when you burn the bridges behind you and you have no option of going back, like yeah. you just you have to do it and you figure out and how to make things work. That's not the smart way because you will lose money. You 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 might burn time. You might, you know, you might I don't know, you might fuck things up, but um, you know, if, if that's you where you can do that, then that's also another way to do it. Right. There in, there are types of people that I encourage doing that people that, you know, struggle sorting out their, their two different lives right. who, who struggled going, you know, nine to five, but then they can't make the five to nine or five to 10 or whatever, um, a priority. Right. They can't go home and do that because, you know, they have whatever else going on. Um, yeah. or they're too tired. Yep. They don't, they don't have the, the mental endurance to do it. Yeah. And so those people, I, I think, you know, should probably just make the leap if they can. Yeah. But, but you got to do those other things first where, you know, you get yourself out of debt and you, yeah. but in, you know, that's, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll get back into it. But what's the, the last thing here that we had, um, with these four tips were, um, well, to- so, so, so hold on with that though. Hold on with that. Like the, the multiple streams of income though is so important with these mandates, right? Because, cause this ultimately is what is going to allow you to move out of your position. If you don't agree with a, a mandated vaccine, you don't want to get the vaccine or maybe you got the vaccine and you just don't agree with everyone being mandated, right? Like. That goes against my value system too. Or how about regardless of 
vaccination or, status. Or how about you, um, and I said in my last episode, but how about uh, you request um, time off, you request to leave early from work um, because your daughter has a dance recital, but your boss says, no, we have a big project that you got to work on. You got to yeah, be here. Right. And you can't fucking go. Right. Then what? Right. So that that will allow you to at least try and match your current income. Yeah in other passive incomes or other uh, streams of income that you can, you know, then replace that and, and walk away from. Right. But the, the last piece is to produce more than you consume. If you're spending every fucking penny that you earn, then, you know, how are you going to do anything? Yeah. How are you ever going to so, be on your own? Yeah, Ryan Mickler talks about this, and he talks about that's why boys, like little boys, aren't men yet. Because... You know, when you're 13 years old, your job is to grow and develop, get smarter and develop skills so that you can go out in the real world when you're an adult and function as, you know, a a good human being. And so your job as a 13 year old is to consume all of the information, all of the resources your parents give you, the food, the house, like you're in consumption mode when you're when you're a kid. But in order to become a man or a, a grown woman, you need to be able to produce more than you consume. Otherwise, there's not going to be a roof over your head or, you know, food on the table or shoes on your kid's feet. Right. You have like if you consume more than you produce, you're fucked. You're in debt. And that that eliminates rule number two. Right. It's, so, it, yeah, it, I mean, it's also, again, going back to like knowing knowing how you operate, because like Andy Frisella. You know, he, he, you know, part of him is joking about it, but it's like, it's like he needs to earn more than he consumes because he consumes so much. Right. And he wants to consume so much. For sure. Right. There, there's, there's people and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I know that I'm one of them that, you know, I just want to buy whatever I see that I want. Right. And, you know, obviously you can't do that if you don't have that money. And so if, if you can focus on you know, constantly producing more, then you don't have to worry about what you're buying. Right. And, you know, you just, you just keep building more and more. And then obviously you still got to be, you know, smart about it, but like you don't have to, you don't, you know, uh, mom and, uh, or dad and Lynn have friends here down the road that, um, the, the wife, she has to ask her husband if, if they can afford, uh, a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts yeah, on her way to bullshit. work. Like, that you know that if 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 what you're consuming is two fifty yeah and you're not producing that right I mean that's you know what pisses me that's off that's pretty sad sidetrack you know what pisses me off so the other day I was going through Dunkin' and I asked the cashier uh, I asked the cashier to pay for the person behind me like I always do and most of the time I always get this response oh. It's seven ninety eight. Is that okay? It's like I told you, please pay for the person behind me. Yeah. And number one, that's karma. It's gonna come back on you in a good way. Um, but number two, like if you're constantly cons- if you're consuming more than you produce, you can't do things that way. Yeah. Like you'll you'll be like, oh yeah, that seven bucks is too much money. Please don't pay for them anymore. Yeah. And then you go back on your word. And can can I can I buy their food if it's less than four dollars? Right. If it's only yeah, a coffee, I'll buy their food. Can you like 
I actually I actually can remember a time specifically, and this is embarrassing, where I asked to pay for the person behind me and my card bounced. Like I remember that, and that was in my adult my adult life, you know, that wasn't that long ago. Um and you know, so so at that point in, in my life, I was consuming way more than I was producing. But also, you know, you can look at that financially, but you can also look at it when, you know, bringing it back to rule number one of being a master networker. You know, if you're constantly taking away from other people or like all like constantly like, you know, borrowing shit from other people and never, you know, reciprocating like they're going to get pissed at you. They're going to they're not going to like you anymore because you're just being a leech. Right. You know what I mean? Like so the way to make real friends and the way to make um like like real friends and the way to to have good relationships is to constantly give them more than you take because I mean lack of better way to say it, I mean they'll owe you something at that point. And that's that's really not how I mean it, but they'll want to help you right. at that point. If you're constantly giving more than you take, they'll just naturally want to help you. And so that's why I was saying in the beginning, like if you're a good networker and you produce more than you consume, when that decision has to be made where you want to leave your job because of the value system doesn't align with yours, like it all it all falls into place at that point because you're you have great relationships you give everything to those relationships and then financially you can afford it because you have multiple streams of income and very, very little debt, if not no debt. Right. And I mean, I, I, we, we touched upon it with, with the networking, but I just want to reiterate, you know, being resourceful. It's, you know, it's that, I mean, basically that means that you don't have all the resources, but you know how to get them. You know how to figure it out. And, you know, when you realize that everything is figure outable and you, you know, then you don't have to worry about, you know, what, what the fuck? Cause you know, Jordan with her job, she's, you know, asking like, you know, what are we going to do if this happens? What are we going to do if this happens? And, you know, it's like, well, you know, we'll figure it out. You know, I've, me personally, I've always kind of got things like running through my head, like what you know, different scenarios and stuff, but it's a, the answer is always going to be, we'll figure it out. And you, well, you have to, you can't, you can't just like sit around and, and mope shut you, down. Yeah. yeah. You got to, you and I have always been the type of people though, that we respond under pressure. Like the bet, the, the worst thing that you can do if you want to see us fail is put us under pressure. That's the worst thing that you can do if you want to see us fail. So in my opinion, and you see this in the military, right? Like you learn like, this gets drilled out of you in the military, especially in Marine Corps, like during the crucible and stuff. But if you shut down because you're in a stressful situation, you're fucked. You know, in the military, that's a matter of life or death. Police force, if you shut down, that's a matter of life or death and potentially other people being dead too. Yeah. Like you can't shut down. You have to figure it out. You have to respond well. And honestly, if a lot of these things that we touched on today are taken care of and like they're not even a thought in your brain because you've worked so hard at it like everything's going to be so much easier well you have so much more capacity yeah mental capacity to to just think about it and 
and to be able to fully uh, be present in what's going on, to be able to keep your mind in that spot instead of, you know, when something's going on and you're thinking, oh shit, my, you know, say, say your boss approaches you with, with a, a, a stupid fucking issue. Right. And, and, you know, he's, you know, he's threatening your job or whatever. And you basically just want to say, you know, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, I don't need this kind of shit. If, if you have that question of like, well, but fuck, I'm broke. I need this job. Then you can't say, fuck it. I'm out of here. Right. You can't, you, you just have to take a shit. Yeah. Or if he tells you, no, you can't go to your da- daughter's, uh, uh, field trip or dance recital or whatever. Cause you know, you just, you don't have the time off or whatever. Right. It's like, like I'm, I'm fucking out of here. I'm going anyway. Yeah. Fire me or not. Yeah. And if, if you're in wild debt or you don't have any money, um, and, and you're not, you know, you're not resourceful to be able to figure anything out and you can't think straight because of it, then, I mean, you're fucked. You're staying at that job and you're, you're looking like an asshole to your, your daughter yeah, or your kids or your wife or whatever. Yep. And, um, I, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I think that's the, the biggest thing that we're seeing right now is just that, that people in, in the government knows this when they're making these policies, they know that people are, are, are tied up. They know that they're, they're handcuffed to yep. the corporate system or to the, the, the government system. Yep. It's just like, it's just like, um, what, I mean, the last day of school last year or the last week of school, Greece school district, um, they weren't, uh, they weren't doing the mask mandate for their kids. They were saying their kids could go into the last week of school without masks. Yep. And, uh, you know, someone close to us said, how can they do that? The state funds them and the state is making the call. They'll go shut them down. I'm like, you think the state is really going to go shut down the school for a week? Right. They're just going to go not let the kids finish school for one week. Right. They're just going to go lock the doors and chain them up or what? Nope. And, but it's like, it's like, number one, call their bluff. Mm-hmm. But two, like, why? And, and it's the hospital, too. The private hospitals, like, they're funded by the state. Right. So they have to do what the state says or else they're not getting funding. They can't get their medical supplies. They can't right. do whatever. It's like you're, you're, you're subjecting yourself to these, these policies that, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it just none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. But if you as an individual, you can follow these things, um, these what these four steps here, then, you know, you can set yourself up in the best position possible to be able to get around the bullshit and, and actually be there for your family and actually stand strong in the face of all of the this. life that you actually want to live. Well, that's right. And, you know, you can actually take more vacation than the one week that you're given every year yeah. or, or whatever. Like it. You know, it, it, it takes these things or you can actually find a job that you actually fucking like. Yeah. Like Randy and I went to a gas station and the, the gas station attendant was a fucking douchebag. Like he, he was such a dick and, and you know, we're like, we didn't choose your job for you. Right. But like, go ahead and treat us like a douche or whatever. But you know, you pick that job, you know, you don't have to be there. There's, there's, you know, fast food restaurants that will take you. Right. But also, if you don't like the job, then fucking leave. Right. Like, you're a gas station attendant. You can find something else. Right. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, but but people need the money. And people need the, the um, you know, the benefits that they're going to offer. So, 
Um, did you see, by the way, off topic here, but did you see that um, the the call between Biden and President Ghani? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. So <clears throat> um, Biden basically calls up Ghani of Afghanistan and says, um, he says, uh, whether it's true or not, and we know it's not true, um, we need to change the perception that the Taliban won. So he's saying that they need to lie to Americans and basically tell us that we won and that the Afghan uh, or the, and that the Taliban didn't didn't win. Right. And he said true or not. So he doesn't give a fuck that it's a lie. He he gives zero fucks that it's a lie. And um I don't know what Ghani responded to, but it was a leaked phone call between them. Where was this? And what do you mean where was like it? On YouTube or something or No, no, it's um you you can look it up. It was on Reuters. Reuters Apparently, Reuters is like the go-to for the factual shit or whatever. Reuters is pretty um, center line, I would say. But it, it's all over, even like New York Post, Washington Post. It's um, you can look it up. the The phone call between Biden and Ghani. Um, he basically said, you know, true or not, we have to change the perception that the Taliban won. So that that tells you, America, that your president is willing to bold-faced lie to you straight up just lie to you like um and you know like it's nothing right and not even gonna not even gonna flinch at it yep um and and then uh his press secretary won't, wouldn't even comment on it the, said i'm I not he said i'm not i'm not gonna get into the private conversations between two diplomats or something like that yeah regardless of how you feel about the guy President Biden, regardless how you feel about him, the one thing that no one can argue is that the guy will not answer questions, difficult questions. He will not answer difficult questions that Americans want to know, and that's a fucking problem. That's a fucking problem because even with Obama, right, like, like, when have we ever had a president that's turned his back on legitimate questions that are just difficult? It's never happened. Yeah. It's never happened. And um, he uh, is, is just blatantly walking away from these difficult questions that America, Americans want answered. And I, I think mean, I, I, I really think that these midterms are going to flip the script. And I think that in um, 2024, it's going to be a big fucking deal. I think like there's going to be some shit that hits the fan. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it's going to go red, though. I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I really don't know because they figured out how to... I don't care who you are. If you think that this is the most popular president in the history... All of his supporters are gone now. But, They're gone. But, but that's what, that's what 81 I'm... 81 million people disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is like... They've 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 figured out how to actually fraud the system, yeah. and get away with it. Yeah. That's all they need to do. Yeah. Not only that, but the Taliban now just declared uh, union basically with China. With China. Yeah. So, which you knew that That's would happen. Scary. But fuck. what people don't scary. understand, and I know you watched the video, but what people don't understand is that that China and the CCP runs North Korea, right? And and North Korea um, provides. Well, D- 
did provide until recently. They provided the Taliban and Al Qaeda and ISIS With all of their equipment. all of their weapons yeah. and stuff until we became their biggest provider yeah. of yeah. weapons. Yeah. But um, the the CCP and North Korea are doing that. Yep. And then they got Russia. I mean, if 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 people don't think that an attack is happening here on the home front, yeah, soon, then they're they're what's, naive and not paying attention. What's coming up in uh, eight days? Well, right, exactly, and 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 I don't think that it'll be on September 11th because I I think that people will be expecting it. Mm, I um, know. I, I I think that they're gonna try and be a little. Sp- sneakier than that and either hit before or after probably after because it's going to it's going to provide the notion of oh we got through september 11th no with no issues and then boom september 12th or 13th or 14th something happens i don't i I think that there are i mean with how many people have flooded into the united states through the southern border yeah it's going to happen you can't tell me that not a hundred of them have been ISIS yeah. or other, you know, CCP members or whatever. Right. And they're already infiltrating our systems. Yep. So it's, it, it's, it's scary to think about. Um, I think that there are thousands, if not millions of veterans willing to stand up. Um, well, you saw, you saw Tim Kennedy and um, it was, Tim Kennedy was out there. He, yeah, save our allies. The organization yeah, yeah. going out there to save. They people, they yeah. saved over twelve thousand uh, yeah. Afghan allies. Their quota, their and, quota was forty one hundred. Yeah, and they brought back twelve thousand. But that was that was that was literally like twelve or fifteen people. I don't even think that it, the picture of them at the airport was their whole crew. It was literally like maybe at most fifteen people. And that's, it was twelve thousand people that they they saved. You know what? You know what though? That's what happens when you when you let people off their goddamn leash. When you let trained individuals off their leash, they can well, actually get work done. No, no, no. It's when you let good men go out and be good men. Right. When you let good people, good but humans, because women will do it too. Yeah. But when you let good humans go out there and be... But you have to take them off their leash because the ROEs that m- most Democratic presidents have on the military is fucking nonsense. Like, you have yeah, to get shot in order to shoot back. Of course. And we wonder why we have so many casualties. Like, the ROEs are just insane under Democratic presidents. And this isn't a left versus right debate. It, this is a fact of the matter. And like I've been no, over I mean, in it's Afghanistan. A, it's, it's a fact during, of who you get more support from. Exactly. And it's it's always been if there's a, a, a conservative or Republican president, you're going to get support, whether it's air support or you're it, certainly a Benghazi is not going to happen. Right. When you have a Democratic president, they're going to throw money at the problem. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot more deaths, right? Um, or injuries, or you know, stolen gear and money, money given away. Not, not stolen. It's not stolen well, if it's handed to them. Well, right. But you see, the Taliban was bitching because we left them like broken. shitty airplanes. Yeah, yeah. Like the fuck. Well, <laughs> welcome to the military's life, though. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. th- th- those planes would have been operable had American. Uh, military members been working on them, right? And you know those are, are unfortunately what we would have had to fly or operate. That um that video, by the way, 
that video that that Marine put out. Um, do you see it? I think you shared yeah. it after yeah, I yeah. shared it. Yeah. It was pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a shame that the Marine Corps is making him take it down. Oh, I didn't know they were. Yeah. I, I, I started following him on Instagram and they, uh, they made him take it down, but he was on like Fox and stuff right yeah. after that. Yeah. But. No, right, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, but again, those, those, um, vets are, cause save our allies is created by a, a Marine Corps vet. Yeah. And, um, I don't know how, how long he's been out or any of them have been out, but it's really just putting good people to use and that's all you need to do. And I think, I don't think people realize that there are, are millions of patriotic Americans that are willing to go out and and do the right thing at the the drop of a hat right um if they're if they're allowed to yeah if they're allowed to but with that guys uh we're gonna cut the episode off here um we will be doing more episodes of us together and then we will be bringing on some guests as well um hope you got something from this hope you took it uh took something away we um we're going to be you know, ranting about a lot of different shit, but we're also going to be trying to provide as much value as humanly possible. Cause after all, this is based around the question of what's the impact that you wish to leave in the world and, um, and on other people. And so, um, we, we do aim to provide value, but, um, nonetheless, we are, um, I guess veterans to say the least. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things going on in the world. And I think that, you know, because of what's going on in the world, uh, we, you know, we can provide value through our perspective, our perspectives and, and, you know, learning those kind of things. Um, so yeah. And if you got value from this guys, please go ahead and share it. Um, tell someone, you know, about it. Uh, if you think they'll get value out of it too, if it sucked and you hated it, just, you know, don't, don't, don't leave us a, a rating, but go and, uh, <laughs> go <laughs> kindly send, disregard, send, a, send us a message. If you just didn't like the politics part of it, um, or, you know, you, you don't lean the way that we lean or whatever, that's fine. You're allowed, you know, you're allowed to have that opinion and you're allowed to disagree, but, um, that doesn't mean you have to stop listening to the show because not every show will have politics involved in it. Yeah. Just a lot of them. And you don't have so. to leave a bad review because of it. <laughs> right. Um, this is a word of mouth podcast. We're not running any sponsorships or anything quite yet. May, I mean, maybe in the future if we get good ones that will will provide value to you guys. But until then, um, it's going to be 100% free. And even then, it will be 100% free. It's just we're going to be trying to give you guys discounts and stuff that can provide you value. Um, that being said, guys. This was episode eight, and um, until the next one, we're out. Peace.